Thanks for listening to Guilt Trip. Need more help fighting off those inner demons while you're stuck at home for the holidays? Check out El Diablo, where stand-up El Orlando, who also stars in Guilt Trip, and her inner demon bring on comics to give them hell. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Let me be very clear that I am not proud of having made this next move. I have no excuse except my own weakness. After Margot's truth bombs, I tried to find a quick flight back to LaGuardia or JFK, only to discover my work privileges had been revoked. I wasn't on the no-fly list exactly, let's not be that dramatic, but it did mean I had no access to any discounted flights, and finding something last minute over Christmas was definitely not in the budget for this little bird. Hey now, you can pour more than that, Mr. Bartender. You want me to keep spilling? You keep pouring. Thank you. The tiniest silver lining was Pete, who just so happened to be flying out of Spokane that afternoon, where I was currently waiting out my layover to nowhere. If I had to choose between doubling down on my loneliness or hitching a ride with the world's douchiest distraction, I had to choose the latter. All of the Hugo spritz. Oh, you don't do those here. Um, okay, I'll have an Aperol spritz. No? Oh my god. (sighs) Have you ever been dumped by your best friend? What kind of tonic would you recommend for that? A $14 draft beer? This is worse than getting socks. Yoo-hoo! Hey! Maya! Hey! There's my damsel in distress. Here we go. I knew you'd ask me to stuff your stocking sooner or later. Don't say that. Look, I just need a favor. This isn't a booty call. Damn. Wait, are you drinking? It's 9am. Are you judging me? It's an airport and I've been here all night. And it's Christmas. Time and space mean nothing. I'm having a rough time. I was visiting a friend and- Ah, you couldn't stop thinking about our last bathroom boink, so you had to message me for round two, huh? I got called out by HR. You know how much I love this job. It's practically my whole personality. And I'm everyone's favorite. No one cares about flight attendants. You're just gophers in between bathroom breaks. Not like pilots, huh? Well, yeah, we're gods. I just want to get home. Pete was like a bad smell. Easy to pick up and hard to get rid of. Margo always told me he was the worst and I didn't disagree. In fact, it was part of the fun. But after essentially getting rejected for the second time in two days, I was starting to think Pete and I might be cut from the same cloth. It was both a repulsion and a relief. At least I had kinship with someone, right? My mind has been racing with ideas since you texted me. I don't know, something about being caught made it so much better. Better? Did you get in trouble like I did? No. I got in big time trouble. They saddled me with all these Airbus routes. Everybody knows I'm a Boeing man. I feel so emasculated. Pilots are the airline's Nepo babies. They took me off the schedule entirely. Do you know how much that screwed my plans? Baby, you can screw my plans any day of the week. I might have had to split up a family to get you on this flight, but you're in, kiddo. You're in. Good afternoon, holiday passengers. This is Flight 569 from Spokane to JFK on Maya Airlines. We are now inviting passengers who have no business flying with us on the busiest week of the year to begin boarding at this time. Especially passengers who give zero f- about their friends and family. Please have your identification ready so we can confirm your dwindling moral compass. 
Regular boarding will begin shortly. Thank you. On board, I had several hours to kill until we landed in New York, and God, how do people do this normally? Just sitting there in those tiny seats? God, ugh, no leg room. Bumping elbows with strangers. No internet? Rude. I should have spent the time reflecting on all my moral failures of the past few days. Harassing Vernon, forgetting Margot, ignoring Mom, calling Pete again. And now maybe ruining Christmas for some random family. Ugh, that was bad. But no, if I thought too hard on all of those things at once, I'd have a panic attack. So instead, I would just go along for the ride and keep myself under the radar. The last thing I needed was another flight attendant to recognize me and start asking questions. I had just pulled down my hat over my eyes to disassociate when... Excuse me, ma'am? You ordered a coffee? What? Huh? What? No, I didn't. Uh, I have one here for you. The flight attendant passed me a paper cup and a napkin. Lucky for me, she was new. Probably why she got stuck with shifts over Christmas and New Year's in the first place. See, if I had been working, I probably could have taken them off her hands and let her go home to roast chestnuts or something. Then, I saw the note. Want a tour of my cockpit? Winky face. Oh, for the love of God. Ignoring that? But then, a few minutes later, another one. Hello, ma'am. You asked for a hot towel? Um, there are no hot towels in coach. I shouldn't have to tell you that. Oh, uh... Bring this with you for cleanup. Ew! Whatever initial relief I had about this rescue was completely replaced by repulsion. And then, I thought of something even worse. Is this what Vernon felt like on that flight? Oh my god, am I basically Pilot P to Vernon Wells? A lecherous, opportunist horn dog with no regard for decency? Oh my god! God, Vernon had nothing to do with me and Pete and whatever potential coitus we wanted uninterrupt us. So why did Vernon keep popping up like a time capsule? It was like for every Pete proposition, there was a grainy memory of Vernon waiting in the wings. The cabin pressure was doing something to my imagination, clearly, because moments I hadn't thought of for a long time suddenly appeared clear as day. In high school, Vernon lived in a cul-de-sac that backed into a golf course. To make the residents feel fancier, you know? We used to sneak out onto the greens at night after a well-deserved homework slash makeout sesh, and we'd just talk and watch the stars from the lush green turf. It was very The Notebook, but for the millennial suburbanite. It was the kind of fledgling romance you rely on when your parents are always home and you don't have a driver's license. <laughs> I used to try and match his breathing. In out. I don't know why, I guess I just wanted us to feel connected in every way possible. Stupid. Back then I wanted everything to be meaningful. Everything was meaningful. Teenagers are idiots. Hello, ma'am. Again? Girl, what is it now? The poor flight attendant shyly passed me a duty-free menu that Pete had defaced with drawings of stick people doing unmentionable things. He was resorting to drawing sexual hieroglyphics for me like a caveman. In another hour, he might come right into the aisle and act out a mating ritual like some obnoxious bird of paradise. The man was a menace! But maybe... Maybe this was my cue to escape. I could stay seated and toil over the painful relics in my long-buried emotional vault, or... I could meet Pete in the bathroom for an encore and keep skipping stones on the surface of my feelings. 
Which one do you think I chose? Isn't this a cozy little ensuite? I didn't know an Airbus had a private pilot's quarters. <laughs> Finally! I've been waiting for half an hour. Did you not get my notes? Oh, I got them real subtle. That poor flight attendant is probably quitting tomorrow. Worth it. Okay, now take off your pants. Uh, can you chill? What did you tell your co-pilots? I told them I have IBS and to let me write it out. Do I know them? Should I know them? Why would you say that? When have you ever tried to get to know someone? Okay, rude. This could not be more perfect. It's a Christmas miracle. I must have been such a really good boy this year. Yes, I'm sure baby Jesus is just jazzed that we can have a midair quickie. There might be no room at the inn, but there's always room in the Mile High Club. Ow! You're incredible. I also just realized that you're technically a passenger, so this is even more forbidden than normal, and that's so hot! Uh, it's a bit sad, actually. I already did a warm-up lap before you got here, just thinking about it. We should role-play. What type of passenger do you want to be? Oh, huh? Oh, ah, I got it. You're an air marshal who needs to arrest me for smuggling diamonds, but then you discover the most precious rock of all is actually my rock-hard cup. What is wrong with you? Everything, obviously. Okay, we gotta make this quick. Hey, I am nothing if not a straight shooter. Now come on, help me achieve liftoff! Oh! I've had my fair share of trysts. Maybe not as reckless as this Charlie horse-inducing plane sex, but enough to call myself experienced, adventurous, whatever. So it was weird for me to be there, pretzeled with Pete in an astonishing configuration of limbs, and still be thinking about someone else. Vernon was not the adventurous type. We were both young and inexperienced. I mean, we thought kissing with tongue would be enough to get me pregnant. Why were all those details surfacing now? It was so far in my past, it didn't matter anymore. Was Margo right? Was the universe trying to tell me something? All I knew was if I had to roleplay anything at the exact moment, I would have chosen the golf course and the stars. Our quiet, shallow breath and fingertips barely touching at all. That's weird, right? Hey, what is that? Oh, that? You like that? That's just my- Don't finish that sentence. Is that turbulence? Or is that us? It's us, baby. We are the turbulence. You like those rough air currents, huh, baby? You like it? If the plane is rocking, don't come a knocking. Wait, hey, hey, what, what are you doing? I was so close. Shut up! Captain, we have a medical emergency on board. We may need a flight diversion. What? what? First off, before you worry, everyone was fine. Pete sprung into action, his face still red as a beat. And through the commotion, I was thankfully able to sneak back to my seat undetected. Well, except for the flight attendant who was definitely giving me some judgy looks. Can't blame her. Everyone else was too busy staring at the guy in the aisle anyways. We landed somewhere in Minnesota and I decided to take that as an act of divine intervention. The universe did not want this for me. So much so that it grounded a damn plane to stop it. How could I ignore that? Maya! Maya! Hey! I hooked us up with the hotel while we wait for the next flight out of here. King bed for a king. And his queen. Actually, now that I have quite literally touched grass, I, I think I'm done. Consider my thirst officially quenched. That good, huh? You're welcome. That was not a compliment. I mean it. I'm done with whatever this is. We're in the middle of nowhere. It's Christmas. You're just gonna be alone? I'm gonna listen to Margot, who said to listen to the universe. Oh, I love a good mic drop. A cinematic sign-off, like, take that, Pete. 
I'd rather wander around aimlessly in some small hallmark town than stay with you one more second. I needed closure, and I got it. Now, the world was my oyster. An independent woman reforming her ways, facing her past, owning her mistakes. Honestly, <laughs> someone ought to write a movie about this. You cannot manufacture this kind of main character energy. And it was all true. I did not want to hole up in a seedy hotel with Pete. My camera roll would not hold any evidence of this unfortunate dip in circumstances. And I would find my way back on my own. But 10 minutes later, reality came crashing down. Hey, where are you headed? The hottest spot in town, please? Good afternoon, Minnesotans, and a happy holidays to win and all. We hope you're all warm and cozy with your loved ones and not inflating your self-importance because you made one slightly less shitty decision than normal. And if your name is Maya Mitchell, well, <laughs> you still have a lot of work to do. I don't know what kind of movie delusions I was imagining. Maybe I'd spent too much time reminiscing about my romantic high school moments, my safe haven of a hometown, so I started picturing something similar. A small hamlet dotted in gingerbread-esque houses dusted with snow, a twinkling downtown strip with homey storefronts owned by buff single sons of city councilors who all had nice teeth and shaggy dogs, and me waltzing in like the mysterious protagonist that I was, ready to be swept away into a serendipitous story of love and self-actualization. The possibilities were endless, but where the hell am I, Minnesota, was none of that. In fact, it was a municipal armpit. There you are. What is this? The best spot in town, or more like the only spot in town that's open on Boxing Day. Rick's Roadhouse. I know I was complaining about Betty's Bowling Alley being a pathetic little dive. Sorry, no offense. But if Betty's Disco Bowl had a deadbeat older brother named Rick who fashioned himself a roadhouse with wood paneling and an obscene amount of decorative antlers, well, that would be this cursed place. Rick's Roadhouse was allegedly the only place open in whatever hell town this was, although I had an inkling the cab driver was trolling me. Ugh. Anyways, it was either Rick or a hotel with Pete, and honestly, good for me for choosing Rick. That, dear bartender, is what we Evolve girlies call growth. Excuse me, hey, uh, is this seat taken? Of course it isn't. Most self-respecting humans wouldn't be caught dead in here on the holiest of weeks. God, am I the only one here under 60? Definitely the only one who owns deodorant. Ugh, you. Something wrong, miss? Me? No, 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 sorry, I'm just not used to being in an establishment with carpet. I suppose you have better places to be. <laughs> um, of course I do. I mean, look at me. Look lost to me. Take a seat. I'm Walter. This is Jerry. <laughs> hey there. We are indeed over 60, and we both own deodorant. You want to tell us a bit about yourself? Um, not really. <laughs> this clearly isn't a Netflix original. Unless, uh, you got a hot sun hiding around here somewhere you want to set me up with? <laughs> You're on your own, kid. I took out my phone then because clearly I wasn't getting anywhere. The first thing I did was pull up Vernon's profile, of course. I've been refreshing it periodically since we landed. Why was I fixating on a profile that hadn't seen life since 2016? Because 
needed something to hang my attention on that wasn't... Oh, oh no. Please record your message. Well, Merry Christmas again, Maya Papaya. I imagine you're somewhere magical, and I missed you. Rockefeller was neato. I can't believe I had never seen it before. Wish you were there to show me around. Maybe next time. Voicemail deleted. It was enough to send me over the edge. Hey, Vernon. Merry Christmas. So crazy running into you mid-air and so sorry if I made you feel weird. I did not read the room. I know, right? Was that not amazing? Solid apology. No excuses, just righting my wrongs in writing. Owning up to my behavior. Boom. Sent. My soul was ready to be cleansed. Now, dearest bartender, what would you have done if you got a sincere message like that from an old flame on Boxing Day? (laughs) You'd probably say, hey, no worries, I was having a bad day, holiday stress, and I overreacted. Let's grab a drink when I'm back. But no. A few minutes later, I saw the red receipt pop up under my message. Great! Here we go. Round two is about to begin. I waited for those three little dots to appear. Vernon is typing. But was Vernon going to type? Vernon was not going to type? My olive branch was not only denied, it was ignored. And that was worse. Did I leave it? Did I cut my losses and slap on some holiday cheer? Of course not. I kept right on typing. Marisol? Marisol! Where are... Oh... Hi, uh, you weren't supposed to, uh, be here yet. I thought... Okay. Sorry, Marisol isn't quite here yet. So, I guess it's just you and me. Um, yeah. You hear about the... Look alive, baby! Party's here! Hey! Hey, my music! Where's my music? That's what I'm talking about. Marisol, you're late. No. Um, okay, yeah, I'm late. It's not my fault, though, I swear. (sighs) Whatever, I don't care. Can you just, I mean, the people are all here. They've been listening to me ramble. I don't want them to think that this is all small victories is going to be. Yeah, okay, whatever. Hey, you guys. Uh, I'm Marisol Montgomery. It's an honor to meet me. And the show that I am star in it's called small victories and it's coming out february 1st 2022 so mark your calendars it's all about me and my okay so a couple of days ago i had to come to jesus moment so to speak blah 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 blah. long story short i've decided to stop doing coke yay and heroin <laughs> and meth and benzos oh and <clears throat> mm. You get it. Anyways, Small Victories is about me dealing with that. Yeah. You'll meet my girlfriend and my best friend and the pain in my ass that is my ex. Ah. (laughs) It's funny. It's dramatic. Ah. It's a good time. Anything else? Anything else? None of that was in the script. What script? The one I sent a week ago. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't good. Hey. Oh, calm down. I got all the major points across. (gasps) Wait. What? I knew I forgot something. WGC. Don't forget, Small Victories is a WGC production. 
sweet. That's everything. Hey, can I go? Sure. See you soon. See you February 1st. <laughs>